You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The great thing for me in the University of Florida, NIL is going to be a strength here, so... You know, we've got our strategy and our plan, and we're excited about executing that going forward. You know, and we just happen to be at a place uh, that has tremendous history, tradition. NIL is no problem. It's a slam dunk at Florida, and we're going to – our players are going to benefit from that. And we're going to execute that and try to help our team and help the Gators win. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness. It impacts current athletes and affects the decision of recruits. And Gator fans can put Florida at the forefront of name, image, and likeness. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student athletes like never before. Commit for exclusive content, interactions, and events which bring you closer than ever to your favorite players. In this talent acquisition business, name, image, and likeness will play a huge role in Florida returning to the elite status of college football. It can start here. Join the Gator Collective. Link is in the description. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC, bringing you a pretty good episode here, meshing football, football season coming up. And, of course, a big week in recruiting on the football side. We'll get to hear from defensive lineman Justice Boone getting his feet wet last year, hopefully taking a big step this year. Hopefully we'll see him on the field more this year. But a really good interview coming up here uh, with Justice Boone. And also, of course, big, big week in recruiting, as we all know. Some upcoming commitments. Florida looks good for Friday Night Lights is coming up. Class of 23 by the time July, end of July rolls around, we'll get a lot better look at maybe where this class is trending heading into August. So plenty to get into right here. Before we get there, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Um, all that good stuff there it really helps us out. When you subscribe, you get those notifications when an episode like this pops up. Hopefully, some more 
notifications coming up this week with all the <laughs> with all the commitments coming up uh, this week. You know, you want to be on the lookout for all that. So like, subscribe, and like I said, you'll get that notification when an episode drops. Leave a comment. Leave a comment right here on YouTube as well. Check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Uh, and also coming up on Gators Breakdown Plus this week, a big-time episode, uh, chat episode. We'll get to uh, discuss. Gators Breakdown Plus members will get to discuss with Derek Wingo and the one black two linebackers from the Gators right there, right, right there joining us here. So if you want to have a chance to talk with those guys, uh, you can join Gators Breakdown Plus and you get all the benefits there, the Discord server, extra episodes, early access episodes, and also uh, be entered in a drawing to win those two tickets. Those two tickets right there I'm giving away for Florida, Utah, um, uh, coming up for Gators Breakdown Plus members. So a lot of, a lot of stuff coming up there uh, as, well, as well as we gear up for football season. All right, here we are, joined by Gators defensive lineman Justice Boom. Justice, man, uh, kind of short notice. I know this came about pretty fast. Thanks for hopping on Gators Breakdown. And, uh, I appreciate you having me, bro. Hey, let's uh, let's start easy. Some recent news. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people caught this last week, but Florida released a new roster. We get new jersey numbers. You're switching from number 91 to number 12. What's the reason for the change? Uh. It's kind of a two two way thing that kind of happened. Uh, my original jersey number that I wanted was number six jersey number wore in high school. Kind of beyond then, I had that jersey number about all my life, but uh, it came it became unavailable uh, again for me this year. So I had to uh, I didn't want to really stick with ninety one because I didn't think it stick. I didn't really think it uh, it fit me. So I had like three numbers that I wanted to choose from, like three of my favorite numbers. That I would wear, and it was six, eleven, and twelve, and six and eleven were gone. So I was able to get twelve. So I was fine with that. All right. So I guess I guess I'm going to assume if six becomes available at some point in your career, you might have we might have another jersey switch. Uh, I would say that, but I feel like I don't want to do too much flip and flop. <laughs> and plus, I feel like uh, my reasoning for this number right here is pretty strong. So I think I might stick with twelve. Here, here's what's here's going to happen. We're going to make a prediction. You're going to have a big breakout year this year. You're going to make that number 12 yours, and this is just going to, this is going to roll the rest of your career. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. So uh, we'll learn a little bit about you. We'll go into some football, and then uh, we'll come back to, to some fun questions here at the end. But I, I know you have a basketball background, too. I don't know if a lot of people uh, remember that during your recruitment a bit. Uh, discuss that and maybe how it helps your game a little bit. Uh. Well, yeah, I had a little basketball career. Obviously, it wasn't too much because I'm playing. <laughs> um, I actually had, like, aspirations of playing basketball in any college. I wanted to be a basketball player. But football was just more natural for me and stuff like that. Like, football just came easier because of my aggression, uh, my ability to just, like, uh, outrun bigger defenders, I guess you could say that, uh, whatever like that. And I feel like that transferred over to the field because I'm just a little bit quicker on my feet than everybody else or whoever I'm going against. Uh, stuff like that. All right, so I gotta ask if, uh, say, Billy Napier wants to hold a basketball tournament for the for the basketball or for for the football team. Uh, you're one. Who's the rest of the starting five? If you had to pick four more Gators uh, fo football members to make your starting five. What's starting five? Okay, <clears throat> gotta get Ar. Gotta get uh, Khalil, Dewan, and Javon. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I'm gonna right. do. Cause like those, 
those guys, I don't know if you know about their background, but everybody I talk about, all them hoopers too, so we're going to win. <laughs> well, I know we've seen AR's, you know, dunk videos out there the last couple of years. So I know, I know, I, I figured he was going to be one, but uh, I, was, I wasn't sure how you'd fill out the, re- the rest of them. Oh, yeah, now Khalil played uh, basketball at Hearthstone in Gainesville. He's cold. We actually be playing like pickup now, so I see how he played. And the one, he played basketball in high school. Yep. And uh, he got you feel me, he won the championship in basketball, so that speaks for itself. So you already know he coming. And Javon played basketball too. He you feel me? He was getting recruited for basketball. So like I said, we got hoopers. Man, that's a uh, <clears throat> now that that'd be a force down low, man. I don't know who's gonna stop that down low. Oh yeah, nah, it's it's closed. <laughs> all your five's closed, man. All right, here we go. So uh all right, let's go to football just a little bit. Uh how was spring like? You know, how much did you grow as a player and what are you hoping to take from spring practice as fall camp starts next week? Uh spring for me was very good. It was very great actually. Uh it was very big on the coaching moments, stuff like that. Got a chance to really uh get the coaching from uh Coach Spencer. And we talked more uh rather than plays and going over to play, but we talked more football this year. So I learned a lot of about formations, a lot about like offense formation, what what it means when the running back is lined up here, what it means when the tight end is in the slang. Uh, different things like that we communicated through. And those are things I also look forward to carry with me uh, into the fall camp, into the season, just being able to pick up fast on what kind of formation there is, pick up fast on what kind of uh, set there and what kind of personnel they is, and I can me figure out what kind of run they would be running just based off their personnel. So every little thing like that I can pick up and take with me. You mentioned Coach Spencer there. Of course, he comes in as a new defensive line coach for you guys. What's the uh, you mentioned some of it there, but I guess just his approach. How is it different, uh, more so than you know? We don't have to talk about the last staff too much or whatever. But uh, how is it compared to to David Turner and now going to Coach Spencer uh, of the big differences that you like that you'll take forward with you? Oh. <clears throat> uh- I would say that Coach Spencer, he focuses on a lot of what my position likes to do, is, which is pass rushing. So uh, I can say that this year we definitely spend a lot more time. I spend a lot more time. My position spends a lot more time on working on getting to the spot, working on our hands, working on our quitting, working on getting out the ball like you, the head's on fire, like just everything little like that. Like we're working on more, like I said, football technique, football stuff, rather than focusing on the playbook, getting this play right, getting this play right. Like we feel as if – if we know what's going on in the play, then the next thing we all got to do is worry about lining up, lining up and execute the play because we already know what's going on. All right, Justin, so we know you mentioned pass rush there, but we also know other side of that for a defensive end is, you know, to become an overall better player at defensive end, you got to set the edge. You got to be able to play the run game as well. Right. Um, and that was thought to be one of your strongest assets coming in uh, as a recruit of being that big body defensive end that can also help set the edge. How is that side of the game also taught? Oh, that side of the game is also taught well. Like, we we work on uh, our sleds. Like, we got different type of uh, – I don't know exactly what you call it, but instrument tools that we use during our uh, practices and our OTAs that we work on as far as, like, getting off, being explosive from our hips, stuff like that. Like, the run game is most definitely the most important thing because they ain't going to pass the ball every time. You got to be able to put your head in fire. So, yeah, we've been working on that, being explosive with our hands, putting our hands in the right places and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, everything we just working on, we just all being tech, like being technical side, being technicians, and everything we do, not just worrying about just the playbook all the time. Yeah, we make sure that we know our players for sure. We don't want to screw up there, but we mainly focusing on learning about football. 
Yeah, and that, and that sounds good because, you know, last year, of course, was very disappointing at some times for how the defense had to play the run and big games against LSU and Georgia and South Carolina was able to run the ball uh, with a whole lot of success there. So, you know, being able to hear the, the improvement uh, of, you know, that being a focus for the defense, you know, plays large. You know, did those top performances last year, you probably really don't need the coaching staff for that because you know you guys know yourself that hey that's not uh, a standard at florida uh, right. to, get, to get to get run on like that so i'm sure yeah. you guys mentally are, are just ready to kind of move on from that and make sure that doesn't happen again oh yeah no we definitely uh we're not we're very disappointed in our, our performance last year from we can't we can't dwell on the past it's just gonna be a tip on our shoulder to be better and be harder this year all right justice i'm gonna read let's go back to a, a little bit as when you were when you were a recruit and you were getting recruited and you end up committing to Florida, uh, I'm going to read this scouting report of you that was from 24/7 Sports and let me know how much you maybe agree with it, how much you've grown since then, and um, you know just kind of your th overall thoughts of that. But for you, it says possessing above average stature and frame from a sh four strong side defensive end has room to add mass once in a college strength program and could ultimately grow into a defensive tackle nearing 300 pounds. Plays with physicality and aggression. Stands out as an edge-setting run defender. Has active hands at the point of attack with the ability to disengage via strength or quickness in moves. Shows good effort and speed in chasing down plays in pursuit. Productive as a junior, making a good number of plays behind the line of scrimmage. Still, still progressing as a pass rusher and will need to continue adding nuance to his game on that front. Projects as a power five level starter with the upside of developing into an NFL draft pick. So overall, a very, very positive uh, review of you when you were a recruit coming to Florida. Um, I asked you, you know, how you, maybe you've grown from spring to fall, but how do you think you've grown from that scouting report as a high school player to where you're at right now? Uh, well, I think I've grown from the fact that uh, I'm probably not as slow as I used to be. Uh, <laughs> kind of compared me to like a deep tackle. I don't think I would ever really like put on too much more pounds. I don't, I'm not afraid of being in the trenches. I like being in the trenches, especially on rundown stuff like that. I just feel like my uh, my bread and butter is being on the edge. Like you say, setting the edge, stuff like that. That's kind of what I do. Uh, I feel like I've grown a lot from then as far as like uh, the, comp the comments about like pass rushing that I, I have added a lot of stuff to my arsenal, be working stuff like uh, a whole lot of new things. Uh, like, I don't want to let me say too much. <laughs> Not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we definitely, I'm definitely uh, improving as far as in pass rushing as being more versatile with using moves rather than being uh, aggressive at a point of attack. Like, my favorite thing in high school was just bull rushing. I would just, like, uh, basically just try to manhandle everybody. Uh, I do, I have realized that in SEC you can't do it every down. <laughs> Sometimes you feel me. You gotta, you gotta be a little swift, and I've uh, improved in that a lot since my high school year. Uh, as far as like the run standpoint, I feel like I'm still the same. I, like I said, I'm, I'm aggressive, and I like being in the fire. Like I like being in the trenches uh, on the rundowns because I feel like I'm, I'm quick enough and I'm strong enough to stand my ground. All right. So the uh, we don't think you'll ultimately grow into a defensive tackle and you're in 300 pounds. So with that said, where where are you at, and what would be your ideal playing weight? Uh, I'm playing 260. And I'm currently 260 right now. Uh, so th yeah, that goes to another thought. What we've heard, and of course, 
a lot, there's going to be a lot of change with the new staff compared to the old staff. And some of that goes to strength and conditioning as well, not just everything on the field. Uh, so was there a personal workout plan for you to make sure you're at 260? Is it more of a position group workout plan or is there one that is detailed specifically for Justice Spoon? Oh, no, we have we have, our, uh, our nutrition staff is top, top notch. So I have my own personal plan. Like I have a. Uh, prepare meals and stuff like that. As far as me, they know that I'm trying to uh, lose body fat, but be lean and still put on muscle. So that we have, I had like uh, frozen foods that I could heat up every day. Uh, I have a, we don't have like specific workouts and nothing like that, unless you like a real, a guy that's really trying to get down on weight, but I wasn't too far in weight. And plus I was trying to gain anyway. So I didn't really need to do like any extra running or working out like that. But we did have a plan as far as uh, me Getting heavier and getting my uh my lean and mass. I want to say I have my card. I probably can't find it, but we they made us an index card that had our our body mass, our weight goals, and they show where we want to get and how we want to improve in it. That's good to hear. So that kind of goes into an off season plan. But what about the football side of off season? We've heard about these lesson plans that players get, and I know uh, we've heard some. Uh, Billy Napier, you know, coaching clinic stuff. And I know there's a lot of that for the offense. Is there the same style of stuff for defense? Is there a lesson plan and, you know, how to, how to learn about your defense, how to learn about an opposing offense and maybe uh, players to model your game after? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go through this stuff every day, uh, especially like during spring, more during spring. We were, uh, we were getting like a pamphlet like every week and we would be like, not game planning against uh, another team, nothing like that, but we would be assigned to look back at some old film and get some notes down, uh, see how many times the, the this off this per- specific offensive player did this, how many times the quarterback looked this way, or like you feel me, just like stuff that we could pick up on and use for whenever we do play against them. Uh, we would assign those like that. Also, we would assign like different questions that we were supposed to be asking, answering about. Uh, how would we line up in a certain formation if this happened? If the back was lined up on this side, where would we lined up? If the back was at home, where would we lined up? Stuff like that. That's good to hear because I know uh, also for some coaching clinic stuff with Patrick Tony, I know secondary guys have their keys, but it sounds like you guys up front also have your keys to read of corners where formations and where somebody lines up. So that's good to hear. Uh, um, so what about the defensive group as a whole? What are some goals that you guys have set among yourselves? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, the goal we set on myself is definitely the turnover ratio, uh, getting off the field on third downs, not uh, giving up those those third downs from basically off our penalties. Uh, that's another thing that our whole team as a collect group that we want to work on, uh, getting our penalty down because we felt like a lot of games we were we were in the game and we were winning the battle. It's just that we we, feel we made more mistakes than the other team. So we're working on being disciplined, make sure that we focus and we think about every day what – what messed us up last year that we need to be focused on and getting better today so that whenever it's time to play ball, we don't got to worry about it. The main thing is the penalties. Like, we, we got to be – we want to – we focused on being disciplined a whole lot. 
And I know it's not an excuse, Justin, but you know, the last year was difficult. So I'm sure the mental side of it was was pretty difficult. Do you think that played into the penalties a little bit? And now since there's this, I guess, renewed hope a little bit and that knowing going into the season that it hurt you guys so much last year. I mean, of course, last year, I'm, I'm sure you didn't want the penalties to happen either, but there was a lot going on last year. Yeah, I would uh, say that, uh, like you said, I wouldn't really like say it, giving an excuse and all like that. I just feel like that we can't, we don't really want to blame or say that uh, that this particular event like messed us up mentally. I feel like collectively as a group, and we made a mistake or we you feel me messed up on a certain part. I think that just something as a collective group we all just we weren't all on the same page. We didn't all hold each other accountable enough that week or hold each other accountable enough during the off season to make sure that our player, our teammate, our uh, feel me that our teammate doesn't jump outside. So if anything, we don't want to even make an excuse to say that it's anybody else's fault. If anything, we just want to hold it to ourselves and say that we weren't accountable enough. There you go. Accountability was a word uh, I was definitely going to use. And it does seem like, you know, you guys want to be out there and don't want to disappoint the guy next to you or your coach on the sideline. Right. Um, speaking of coaches, a uh, big change at defensive coordinator as well. We mentioned uh, Spencer up front for you guys, but how involved, you know, under Patrick Tony is the overall defensive coordinator, but also uh, coaches, as, you know, the safeties as well. How does that work as far as team meetings go and how involved is he with you guys up front? Is it more hands off from him and letting Spencer do his job or is there something, you know, is there input from Tony as well? Oh, yeah, we talked to Coach Tony, like, every day. I, but, like, in spring, we literally we met all together as a group. We all listened to Coach Tony every day, him breaking down the defense, and then we broke off separate into groups and uh, let our position coaches play into us more. Uh, Coach Tony is very, like, uh, interactive with us because of, like, certain things that we do on defense, his players, and us, we have to be on the same page. we got to be connected. So he's not far uh, away from that. He also – he. He runs all our walkthroughs. Like during the spring, he was there for all our walkthroughs, making sure that everybody does. And he's such a juggernaut at the way he does. He knows literally what everybody's supposed to do. He knows what we're supposed to be lined up in, what the safety's supposed to be doing, everything all at one time. So, yeah, he's definitely around, definitely uh, involved. Justice, what is the. Some players have told us that this defense is not really that much different but it's being taught different do you feel that same way too like what maybe what are some of the main differences but overall is it a lot of the same because some of us you know some of them say hey football's football uh, or defense is defense but you know what are maybe some of the similarities maybe some of the differences is it really that much different or is it not uh I would say that is not very much different uh last year we had a very difficult playbook that already put us to a, a big test like uh so that we had to really lock in on and that had so many little tweaks that if you messed up on you would you would be misaligned that we were like that it wasn't it's not honestly like you said it's just kind of football now like I feel like we've already been through the most difficult playbook already so uh it can't really get no worse than that so I feel like this year we were just kind of all you got to do is just learn like the different names and stuff like that but like you said it's almost just like same just football so, but but it is being taught different. Yeah, it's being taught different in the sense of that we we already like I said, like it's the plays are so different. It's just more that we're working on being technical in the stuff that we're doing, not being being uh, winning the one on one battles, stuff like that. Like being technical about being technical about what's supposed to be being done, rather than thinking about the play, just only the play. You feel me? Yeah, just go play some football. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, all right, so Billy Napier comes in, uh, takes over, of course, brings in Spencer, brings in Tony. Um, of course, Billy Napier's name was pretty hot and heavy early on after well, you know, the, 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 the dismissal of Dan Mullen. Of course, everybody kind of starts looking at who the ne next coach would be. Billy Napier's name was pretty much the name right away. Did you follow it at all? Did you kind of do your research before or maybe right when you were kind of hearing the name, what did you know uh, about Billy Napier before he actually introduced himself to you guys? Uh, actually, I didn't. I didn't really follow up with it too much because social media is just so crazy. You hear yeah. so many names, hear so many different people. I just like, I just really like the fact. So I was just really waiting to the day that whoever showed up was going to be there. And then, but uh, once I met him and I got a chance to talk to him, I actually uh, found some things that that we kind of have in common. Uh, he coached he coached uh, at a school in South Carolina. That's originally where I'm from. He uh, actually coached with one of my coaches that I was coached by in high school. Oh, so was there? Did you go back and ask that coach more yeah. about Lee Napier to learn more about him? Yes, sir. I did. I asked him that he uh, did he heard, know about Coach Napier, and he was familiar with him. They both went to Furman together, I believe, from <laughs> the school. So I guess. Um, I guess I'll let you know. I mean, did did I get? I guess you the, the review was good enough to where you know you felt good about Napier taking over, right? Um, so with that, you know, what would uh, of course we've heard about the player experience being much better since Billy Napier's taken over, and of course you went through a spring uh, so far as well. What, what would be what would be your biggest takeaways you want to share with the fan base uh, of Billy Napier taking over? Uh, Coach Napier is everything he really says he is. Uh, he. He doesn't. He doesn't just talk just to be talking, you know, or he don't just say just. Uh, you don't just say stuff just to be saying or nothing like that. Everything he's saying is true. Uh, he has a plan. He has a formula that he wants to go by. And he believes that work, and everyone around him believes. And if you're on the staff, if you're up under him, if you've been hired about him, you believe in what he's talking about. You believe in what he's preaching. So like everything, like so with that being like. Uh, a thing that's going on that everyone believes in him and everyone is on the same page as him, it just makes you feel good because if he can get everyone else to see his vision and get everyone else to believe and try to coach it and instill it in us, then you feel like everything's going right. Uh, like I said, everything's just been, uh, I don't want to say perfect because there's nothing perfect in the world, but I just feel like everything's been going good. I feel like I, I staff everybody that's that he's been hiring, everyone that's on our family, they're really close. Like Everybody's almost uh, like family here right now like literally everyone knows everyone we literally uh we had like a quiz we we took a quiz early in the season that we all had to uh follow the sheet uh it had literally everyone all the players on there all our staff members and everything and we uh we got quizzed on it about uh see how many people names you remember and stuff like that so like i said everyone's working hard everyone worked hard to get to know each other we really get a chance to bond now and everyone like we're just a big family we're working hard to get it to a goal sounds good there so all right justice take us up front uh, a little bit shed some light on what can what we can expect from the defensive end room and you know kind of player particular wise we saw tyreek sap go and have a big spring game uh, we've heard princely is you know on his way ready to sh he's shown some flashes you probably get to see more of him uh this year as well um i mean you three guys right there at this defensive end you, you probably will play some major roles this year oh yeah no. uh our, our lineup how good we we got skill from head to toe, man. We got everything you need. Like, 
<laughs> you need you need somebody crazy, man. We gonna throw Sap out there. Sap, you a hard worker, man. Every every time you don't you don't take a rep off. Like it, you can ask anybody, they don't take you don't take no reps off. You a hard working, believe what he doing. And Princey, man, anybody in front of you, you just gotta be able to catch him, man. He quick, like you feel me. He's working. He uh he's finessing out the edge, and me and myself, I ain't gonna even speak on it too much. Just know we coming too. Like our group, like uh, how much we've been working stuff like that. Everybody improving. Our games are getting good. Like this year gonna be a good year. I feel. And what about some of the younger guys? I know that they've just kind of started making their way on campus in the last month or so. Um, Jack Pyburn comes along, uh, and Andrew Savanea is probably going to be with you guys with you guys as well, right? Uh, no, nah, he's in the outside linebacker room. Both of those. Okay. Uh, in our outside linebacker room. Uh, yeah, Pyburn is too? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. Just wanted to make sure there. I just wanted to get that cleared up a little bit. So, of course, playing next to you guys up in the middle, just talk about the monster of a player, Jervon Dexter, can be coming up this year. Oh, man, that's my dog, though. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like everything that's coming from this year is going to be well earned. I mean, I'm, I'm really – I literally watched all that happen. I literally watched all the work. I remember the times he was calling me at five o'clock in the morning, asking me to come get up and run with him. We getting up early, like we, we, uh, we made a a pack, not even really a pack, not even a, like a, a verbal agreement. Just it just kind of happened that we made an agreement that last year we we felt like we slacked out too much. We was having too much fun that we didn't we didn't put as much time as we as we needed to. And we was like we were being told that we needed to. We just still felt like we played too much. And uh, a lot of our guys uh, last year that we really looked up to that we saw that was really putting in the work and stuff like that, and they didn't get what they wanted last year. It just kind of hurt us, and we were just like, we don't want to be like that next year. We don't want to have to go through the same thing. We don't want to be worrying about what round we're gonna be drafting. And we want to be top. Like we want to, we want our, we want our team to be winning. We want our, we feel like about we doing good as a team. We don't gotta worry about nothing else. So like I said, I really watched the dude. Uh, put a, a lot of work in, going an extra mile, working out uh, extra days, working out after practice. We be like, even at the OTAs and stuff now, we still do extra stuff every day. Like every day we, uh, we're working on our get-offs. Like we put in a whole lot of work and it's going to be strong. Ain't gonna, like I said, he's going to get everything deserved because he worked for it. Sounds good, Darren. All right, so fall camp starting next week. That all leads to that first game versus Utah under the lights, top 10 team coming into the swamp. Are you guys – kind of cognizant of that is utah on your mind or is it more like, like let's just get to fall camp and, and see where it goes or do you guys you know i mean of course you're looking at the schedule a little bit you know it's a big time opponent or is it yeah you know, i know there's a lot of coach speak and a lot of players speak you know it doesn't matter who the opponent is but that's a big time matchup game one uh i mean <laughs> You ask me. I okay, I don't, don't want to get you in trouble. I mean, you want my honest opinion. I ain't, we ain't worried about it. Okay. <laughs> we ain't really worried about it. Like I said, we're working on, you feel me, getting better as a collective group, focusing on the little things, the mistakes we made last year. Because last year we weren't a bad team. We just made a lot of mistakes. We had a lot of penalties. So we feel like if we focus on us. We got all the talent. We got all the everything else we need. So we ain't really, we ain't really too much for worry about the schedule. All right, a few more thoughts right here from Justice Boone before we sign off here on Gators Breakdown. Justice, uh, we are getting this interview because of you know our relationship with the Gator Collective. Uh, name, image, and likeness, of course, is a is a huge topic out there. Um, the Gator Collective kind of been hitting the, the ground running for about a year now. Uh, what's kind of been your involvement with them, and how do you see uh, that the future of the Gator Collective and specifically name, image, and likeness? 
Uh, I feel like Get It Collective has been doing a lot of good things, connecting us to a lot of fans, getting a lot of players exposed and an opportunity to connect with fans, uh, especially myself. Uh, I, for one, am not that very active on uh, my social media accounts or uh, really that active uh, in the community or stuff that will. So when I started uh, communicating with Gated Collective and working with them, they actually gave me an opportunity to do such. Uh, like I went to work at camp uh, with some other players before. I've been on uh, a lot of uh, podcasts, being able to talk about a team, being able to talk about myself. And uh, I've been able to watch a lot of other players get a lot of good things done uh, through Gated Collective. So uh, I feel like Gated Collective is only getting started. Sounds great there. Justice, uh, what's some hobbies, you man? Do you, is it video games? Do you, do you like cutting tracks? Do you? I mean, what, what you doing here? Yeah, man, I'm a, I play the game a little bit. I like to drive a little bit. <laughs> uh, any, any, any favorite foods to cook, you know, or, or, or favorite restaurants you got to go eat at? Uh, my favorite food to cook uh i like like me personally i'm going if i'm cooking i'm gonna make pasta just because it's easier you don't gotta really do nothing but you feel me warming noodles up cooking meat right and then you feel me you're straight uh if i'm gonna go eat out swim my favorite thing to eat is grits like i love grits okay and uh what's the question you asked me um I mean, it was just you know, we, we were talking about hobbies or if you cook you go out to eat uh we'll, we'll go back to the hobby i guess you you picked up a gaming headset so what uh-huh. what 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 you rolling with? What 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 you playing mostly right now? Uh, most I play right now is Grand Theft Auto. Okay, wasn't sure if 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 Call of Duty was up there. I still find I myself play, I, I still find myself playing that a whole lot. So. No, nah, I play I play Call of Duty too. I'm just I, I can't get good at it right now. I don't know, man. I just like hey, I'm nowhere near as good as I always, you. Like I always find a way to get good at some game. Call of Duty, man. I, it's just too fast for me or something. <laughs> Um, all right, just as I ask uh, all the players I have on this th- this question here, and a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about this. But uh, Billy Napier's coming to you game one, and he's he's letting Justice Boone pick the uniform the team runs out of the tunnel with. So, what color helmet? What color jersey? What color pants are you rolling out there with? I'm gonna go all blue. All blue. Well, I ain't got a chance to wear all blue last year, and I like uh, I like that helmet. That we know we ain't wore blue helmets last year, so I want to do that. Either that, or I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the throwbacks. The throwbacks was hard. The throwbacks was nice. Yeah, I like those throwbacks, but I, I, I'm like you, man. I'd love to see a blue helmet, blue jersey, blue pants. I mean, it, yeah. that, that that would look good. All right, so we, we've heard rumors of black uniforms. I don't know uh, if you guys have seen anything about that, but would you be a fan uh, of black uniforms, or were you just kind of traditional orange and blue? Well, no, nah, you can't go wrong with black. My high school actually got, like, black jerseys my last year, too. So, like, yeah, I, I did, but. I, I do, too. And, and I'm hoping, like, when, whenever it does happen, you know, it's not just uh, – all right, it's the same uniform, but we're going to turn it black. Like, I wanted a complete new redesign. Yeah. It's going to – it needs to be special. Yeah, that's what I was saying, too. I was like, I don't want to just be, like, the same traditional stripes. Now. It got to be something hard. Like, yeah, it might have to turn the gator black or something. Yeah, I mean, big old giant, giant gator head teeth, something. I don't know, you know, just something crazy. Only for one game, though. You know, you, we got a lot of traditionalists out there. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big white helmet fan myself, so I can't. Yeah. A lot of people don't like me about that. They say it's bad mojo, but you know. <laughs> I, but I guess that's another question before I sign off. Do you guys? Do you have any rituals? Do you believe in bad luck if you wear a certain uniform color or anything? Because you know the fan base, and that, most of them are joking, but they're like, "Oh, you know, we can't wear the white helmet. We don't play good in white helmets." I mean, of course. 
that has nothing to do with how you play. But I'm yeah. sure you guys do have some rituals or something you believe in. Um, I don't know. We ain't really saying that. Like, I know sometimes we don't we don't really like to wear certain uh, uniform together. Like we didn't really like to wear the. Uh, I want to say we wore it last year. Damn, I can't. Remember. I want to say we didn't. I didn't like the orange on orange. Like five bug. I mean five spring. I didn't really too much like that. That's one thing I probably wouldn't wear every time. Uh, but other than that, no, we don't got nothing like we do uh, too crazy. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, Justice Man, any uh, message out there you want to uh, give to the fans before we get off of here on this episode? I'm not sure. I think I'm all good. I think you got checked in, man. All right, sounds good. About 30 minutes right here with Justice Boone. Can't thank him enough for his time as fall camp right around the corner. Justice, thank you so much for joining Gators Breakdown. All right, I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big thanks to the Gator Collective out there for, for bringing us Justice Boone. You can help support Gator Student Athletes by joining the Gator Collective. You can scan that QR code right there on your screen, or link is in the description, uh, of course. Uh, we, we know NIL is going to be a huge part uh, for recruiting coming up. Play, players pay attention to it. They talk to the current players uh, about NIL opportunities, and the Gator Collective is one way, one big way uh, that um, you can help these current student athletes bleed over into recruits noticing about it as well. Speaking of recruiting, of course, a huge, huge week all over the country and specifically, of course, for Florida as well. We've kind of circled this week for a pretty long time as far as some set decisions, set date decisions that would be coming up. Now, come, some of those have shuffled a little bit. I mean, we know going back to last weekend, it was supposed to be Kirkland and Bryant. Well, Kirkland made his decision to go to Texas, the offensive lineman there. Uh, but also, of course, we have to go back to last Saturday and look at Malik Bryant, linebacker, delaying his decision. A lot of people think Florida, Miami, Alabama battle really was down to Florida, Miami. Expect Miami to be the pick now. Not sure when that should be going public Tuesday, Wednesday. We're recording right here on Tuesday, but probably on probably would be on the lookout for it sometime midweek. Um, Florida did a really good job of closing the gap that Miami was able to build. Late last week, you know, despite, despite other reports out there, yes, Miami was leading, but going into Saturday, late last week, Florida made a huge move. If the commitment would have stayed on Saturday, I believe Florida would have been the pick from everything I can gather, from everything I know. But... Things change, <laughs> and I know um, I would have loved for it to have been decided on Saturday. Very confident Florida would have been the pick. Miami was a school trending till late last week, 
and then got him to the delay decision, got him to delay the decision. I know there's conflicting reports on all that. I stand by my angles there. And I know battles like this haven't went Florida's way this summer. Don't expect this one to either. So as it stands right now, be on the lookout for a Malik Bryant decision. Sometime midweek, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd be looking for Miami to be the pick uh, right there. So I guess you caught up from this past weekend a little bit. As, we, as I said, we knew July was going to be big. Those were some scheduled commitments right there, but upcoming commitments right here on the horizon. Let's go through. Let's start with the 28th right here, the Osceola Trio of defensive lineman Derek LeBlanc, defensive lineman John Walker, and cornerback Jakeem Jackson. I don't expect Florida to be the pick for LeBlanc. I know I think his dad's out there kind of – maybe creating a little bit of drama between Oklahoma and Florida. I think a lot of us know out there that one has not been trending Florida's way lately. So Derek LeBlanc, I expect that to be an Oklahoma pick right there. Also on the 28th, defensive lineman John Walker fought in a tough battle with Ohio State and UCF for the top 100 defensive lineman. Defensive tackle Florida could really use, but... Looks like UCF may be the pick here. UCF beating Florida and beating Ohio State is what looks like will happen on July 28th for defensive lineman John Walker. So, of course, more of a question for those two. The first two there, LeBlanc and Walker, would not expect Florida to be the pick for either unless some things change at the very last minute. But here we go. We can start with the good news a bit. Also on July 28th, part of that trio, cornerback Jakeem Jackson. Top 200-ish prospect right there. Expect him to pop for Florida. Add to the defensive back class. That includes Sharif Denson, Aaron Gates. And then let's go to July 29th. One I know we've had our eyes on for a while. Start getting some of those top offensive playmakers Start getting some of those top offensive playmakers in the state. Top 100, and I'm, I'm what, top 75-ish now, I believe, wide receiver, as he, uh, Aiden Mazzell, got a big bump right before I recorded this only here on Tuesday of Gators, uh, on recording Gators Breakdown. Recording on Tuesday, Mazzell receives a big bump on Tuesday. I believe ESPN updated their rankings, and Mazzell jumps up to a, I believe, around top 70, 75 player now. Overall, I expect the burner at wide receiver to pick Florida over Alabama and Tennessee. And then July 30th as well, defensive back, top 200 safety, Jordan Castell. I have him picking Florida. No surprise there. Not really breaking any news here. Uh, but if you haven't been necessarily following recruiting all that close, the last three I mentioned, Jackson, Mazzell, and now Castell, who is committing on the 30th. I expect him to pick Florida as well. He's moving up his decision from October 1st to join in on the expected fund. I think Florida will have coming up here at the end of July. And this is just the, the, the scheduled dates here. The 28th, 29th, and 30th, I expect to be some pretty good days for Florida. But these are just the ones that are scheduled. 
Not saying any more are going to happen, but we know how these things work. Once commits start getting together on campus together with uncommitted prospects, there's, we'll get into it in just a second. Friday Night Lights coming up, cookout coming up. A lot of targets will be on campus with a lot of Gator commits. So does that mean somebody like wide receiver Andy Gene? Could he push up a decision? Any more surprises out there that get caught up in all this? Cameron James, the rising defensive lineman, he'll be in Gainesville. Part of trending well right there. Can he pop? What about Will Norman? Another name I've brought up a lot. Another name that's been floating uh, behind the scenes for a while, for a few months. Uh, recently said, probably waiting until December before he makes a decision. Could he get caught up in all the hoopla surrounding this week and this weekend, being around future Gators, and then decide to you know go ahead and call it? If he does, if he decides to make a decision soon, I like Florida there. But those three guys, I say, you'll probably be on the lookout for if they get caught up in all the, the hoopla of this weekend. Gene, James, and Norman. So, all right, let's go to Friday Night Lights a little bit before we end this episode of Gators Breakdown. Friday Night Lights, I'm telling you, for history shows that this camp on Friday, while it does help the current crop of recruits that are out there, maybe solidify some commitments as well, it's more for those next class and you know the class after that. More for upcoming classes. So we're looking at Florida making an impression, maybe a first impression for some, maybe in its infancy of maybe hosting some of these 24 and 25 kids earlier this spring and summer for other camps, other visits that you now can start building a relationship. If this is their second, third, fourth time on campus, that's what a lot of Friday Night Lights is for. It's more for the upcoming classes, not so much the current class. Not saying it can't help the current class, especially with you know, Billy Napier being a first-year head coach. But this is where I think Friday Night Lights, you know, it, it's, it's a big boost for first-year head coaches. These camps like this really, really help these coaches get around the players that are coming in who – not necessarily have a relationship just yet or a very early relationship. So, of course, some big names coming on campus for Florida. Start looking at it. You have to start with five-star cornerback Cormani McLean. It was like a multiple-day visit with some family. Florida put themselves in position to end up getting McLean's commitment. That's going to be one of the biggest storylines coming out of Friday Night Lights. I know I said there's, it means more for those upcoming classes, but when you get a five-star like McLean on campus, who's the number one target on the board right now, and this is where you can start hopefully separating yourselves from the other schools out there, Miami, Alabama, Georgia, and the mix, of course, all the schools like that. You know, this is where Florida, you, you, you hope, starts separating themselves a bit. Coming out this week early is earlier as well, five-star edge from IMG, Sam, Samuel Mpemba. 
is going to be on campus. So you got two five stars right there in this current class that will be on campus. And Pimba, it's an interesting one because heard some heard some good positive rumblings early on, and then I think it may have shifted to Georgia a bit. So getting him on campus is big. Getting him back on campus is big. More likely is that five-star edge right now. I believe the last time I had Corey Bender from on three on, uh, they were probably fitting that outside linebacker role, but you know some thought, uh, an athlete as well. Uh, but we're looking him on the defensive side of the ball more than likely when he plays in college. So some other big names that will be on campus. Kelby Collins, you got to probably lean Alabama there, but get him on campus. You never know what happens here. That's a defensive lineman. Another mentioned him already before, but four-star defensive lineman Cameron James. Florida trending well, well there. Probably main competition would be Georgia, I assume. I know Georgia's heavy after him. As I said, one of those fast risers in this class. Can Florida maybe seal the deal this weekend? Mentioned Jordan Castell. He'll be on campus too. Andy Jean on campus. And then a slew of commits for the Gators will be on campus as well. Isaiah Nixon, TJ Searcy, Sharif Denson, Gavin Hill, Whittemore, Harris, uh, Najee Harris, uh, Trayon Webb as well. So, a lot of, as I said, a lot of your targets that you'll be going after will be with the commits. Hopefully, all that together lends itself to some, to some names popping for Florida that are ne- not necessarily expected. One that may be expected and that you you guys have, well, almost since the week of July 4th, uh, DeQuavia Story's name has popped up. Uh, we're going to label him an athlete right now. I'm not sure wide receiver or maybe playing safety. Heard more than likely leaning safety if he was to choose Florida. I know he put out a cryptic um, Instagram message of July 30th. Will he make his decision coming up this weekend? Um, within the last couple of weeks, Florida would, was thought to be the pick. Thought that would have happened by now. But he is on campus again this weekend. Can't imagine if he's going to make a decision on the 30th. Like I said, it's a cryptic message right there. But if he's going to make a I don't, I don't see a Roderick Kearney situation happening here. If he's going to make a decision on the 30th, I would expect Florida to be the pick. Where do you fit him into the class? That's probably the biggest question right now. Uh, Aaron Gates, another commit, will be on campus as well for the Gators. Mentioned Will Norman already. Um, being on campus, Friday Night Lights, and the cookout, looks like. But then... We know Florida struggles on offensive line. Looks like the board has expanded a bit, and you'll have two four-star offensive tackles from Louisiana, uh, Zalance Hurd and Tyree Adams. Of course, a lot of the staff coming over from Louisiana, these guys know of these players. These players know of this staff. We know Florida struggles along the offensive line, recruiting so far. So can they expand the board Get one of these, you know, but hopefully, I mean, Adam's name has been kind of floated around out there a bit more so than Hurd. Hurd's name just floated this week. Here we'll visit. I see it as a long shot. See, it's kind of a reach right now. But you never know when you get him on campus. Four-star running back out of Middleburg, Florida, right outside of Jacksonville. Michael Mitchell will be on campus. 
Looking for a Florida offer, maybe? He's committed to Utah. Could he? And we look, was like Cedric Baxter, probably trending Texas, away from Florida. I know we would have loved the, the, the duo of, uh, of a Webb and Baxter. Uh, Michael Mitchell might be getting an offer from Florida coming up here soon. We'll see what happens there. Uh, offensive tackle, Caden Jones. Another offensive line candidate. His name's been kind of floated out there for a little bit as well as Florida has kind of gone down the board a little bit. So that's kind of – I mean, I didn't go through all the names right there. That's a lot for this current class uh, coming up for the Gators. Trying to get some of those uncommitted prospects around some committed prospects, see if some magic happens. But then you start looking ahead a little bit, and I'm not going to go through many of these – it's a while before we have to sit here and really worry about the 24, especially the 25 class, but some big names I don't think we should overlook since they'll be on campus this weekend. Five-star cornerback from 24, Desmond Ricks. Looks like he'll be on campus. And then big-time four-star quarterback, DJ Lagway, will be on campus as well. I think Florida's number one option for the quarterback position in the class of 2024. I know a lot of people think it's going to be hard to beat Texas A&M there. Uh, but getting him on campus this weekend, big move for the Gators. Hopefully it pays off down the road. Four-star athlete Fred Gaskins on campus too. And one more I think I want to bring up just because of the struggles of linebacker recruiting also this cycle. Got to look for Ernest Graham's son. So legacy right here, four-star linebacker, Miles, four-star linebacker, Miles Graham. I mean, that's what what Florida's got to have. I mean, I I know being a legacy does not necessarily always translate to playing at the same school as your father, but Florida's got to nail this one. Should note that Florida would need to hit that no matter how good or bad linebacker recruiting would be going at the moment. He needs to be in next year's class anyway. No matter if Florida had two five-stars, lined up at linebacker right now. Miles Graham is a must-get next cycle. And then let's forward, uh, fast forward to 25 just a little bit. We'll look at a couple quarterbacks and from the Jacksonville area. Florida's, you, if you look ahead, now, of course, maybe something happens if you get lagway next cycle. Don't don't sit here and say I'm getting – I'm I'm saying Florida's picking or, or lagway's picking Florida or anything like that. Just say he does. It doesn't affect some 25 quarterbacks. It shouldn't. You know, recruiters recruit, and we'll see what happens. It's still so far away. But I will say when you look at it, Tramiel Jones, Mandarin quarterback out of Jacksonville, Colin Hurley, another 25 quarterback out of Jacksonville, playing at Trinity Christian, just on the surface, having those two highly rated or projected highly rated quarterbacks in Jacksonville, one has got to go to Florida. Florida's got to do the legwork there to get one of those guys coming up. So it would be starting this weekend at Friday Night Lights and the cookout, all that good stuff for a lot of these guys. But Friday Night Lights, getting Jones and Hurley, those guys will be camping. They'll be throwing out there on the field. So you'll kind of get your first look if you haven't seen these guys yet. But two highly rated or will be highly rated. There's no ratings for them really out there yet. But Hurley and Jones – 
two quarterbacks. If you want to start peeking ahead, now I don't do it too often, but since they'll be there this weekend, definitely worth throwing it out there. Uh, definitely two guys you should be keeping your eye on if you want to look at the quarterback position coming up. Right, and one more from 24. He's supposed to visit this week. Hasn't necessarily said it's going to be for Friday Night Lights, but 24 quarterback Davey Belfort um, reclassified from 25. He'll be on campus this week. So you got a lot of high-level elite quarterbacks for the 24 class, the 25 class. That is pretty much a must to get off to a good start, build some relationships with those signal callers right there. All right. That gives you a preview of everything coming up this week. Big thanks to the Gator Collective for bringing us Justice Boone this week right here on Gators Breakdown. Last week at SEC Media Day is kind of, of, of course, kick-started getting back to football a little bit. Spring uh, fall camp starts next week. Players report August 2nd. Start practice August 3rd. Football right around the corner. So good little look there from Justice Boone. Big thanks to him for hopping right here on Gators Breakdown and then bringing you all the storylines. Who knows? There could be more names added, more names taken away. Hopefully some surprises along on the trail. Gave you some of the predictions right out there. They're not, I'm not going way out on a limb. You guys know the three names I threw out there and how likely they are to commit to Florida. I'd be surprised if those three guys aren't Gators when you start looking at Jackson Mazzell. <coughs> oh, excuse me. That doesn't happen too often. Uh, Jackson, Mazzell, and Castell. So those three there. Be able to look out for. We'll be right here on Gators Breakdown to break it all down when and if they commit. But also, hopefully, we have some surprises along the way as well. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.